Do it again. Of all the gin joints in all the towns in all the world. You're listening to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. The martini, shaken, not stirred. Don't try and church it up, son. You can't handle the truth. I am the picture that got small. Your first one's on us. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. I'm your host, Mark Rigadon, and with me as always... This, Richie Byrne. (laughs) (laughs) I am so happy to see you. Today, the pre-show, before we even got into the show, has been up and down. I'm already exhausted. I know. You wanted to go early, because you were like, why are we wasting gold? Comedy gold. (laughs) We're in the backstage with our guest tonight. Yes. Laughing our asses off, having a great time. Uh, I I thought you were done. Were you done? No, go, go, go. I have to tell you a story. You know how you make fun of me because I can't remember people's names? Yes. You're like like my grandfather. Yeah. And I was on the phone with my brother before. My brother's name is Ken. His name is Ken Byrne. Okay. It's very important to the story, Marcus. So, you talking documentaries? um, Well, (laughs) <laughs> We're talking about the Michael no, Jordan thing, the documentary. I can't oh. people's names. And what happened there? Ah, my phone. Okay, so I go to my brother. You know who said it? he doesn't like it? That guy who does the documentaries. And my brother goes, Ron, I go, who's the guy, the, the guy who makes all the documentaries? And my brother goes, Ken Burns? I go, holy shit. <laughs> No, not you. The guy who makes the documentary. I mean, I can't think of the guy's name when I'm talking about it. Ken Byrne? <laughs> oh, my God. This glamour. He's an house. Right. So, uh, all the all the, all the regulars. Hey, we got the gang all together. Yeah. Our, our, uh, I couldn't think of his name. Ken Byrne. <laughs> You're such a dick. I'm really stupid. <laughs> How are you? Good? I'm good, man. Uh, things are good. I, I I showed you guys earlier, but my kids put this their little mini trains on my computer. They put them on my computer for good luck for the podcast. Well, that's sweet. It's really nice. Except every time I sit down, they fall all over the place. Well. <laughs> Nobody puts shit on my computer. It's not even my computer. It's Joey St. John's or somebody's. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> do, um, we, do we got a drop of names tonight? We got a drop of names tonight. It kind of fits with the, the guest. We got a theme. We got a little theme. So we should go to drop of names. This is my, you can find this free on Facebook. And we, we did a bunch, we aired them every Tuesday on Facebook. And then we ran out because of the pandemic. We weren't able to make more. But I will let everybody in a little secret. We will have more. We will have new ones coming, Mark. New ones uh, are coming. New ones and are coming. if you're not getting enough Richie Byrne, his not, special is special. available. Burned out. Burned out on Vimeo. on Vimeo. Vimeo, baby. Burned out on Vimeo on Shameless self-promotions we have that shameless promotions and um so and the other thing is look for my joke of the day i never talk about the joke of the day i write a joke of the day every night he's dropping the mouse on the regular the mouse thank you buddy thank you i love that but we have a a, we have a little um interesting the hell was that 
Uh, Somebody's little... out in a rush to go get your album. <laughs> <laughs> when, when they could just download it on Vimeo. Vimeo. So burned out live on Vimeo. Get live it. On Vimeo. So um, this is dropping names. So I was a, I was a younger comic. I was a newer comic, mid '90s, early '90s, and I was taking a acting class in the city, and it was predominantly four other comics. And some big comics came out of it. Bonnie, Bonnie McFarlane was in the class. Um, Mike Royce was big in Hollywood. He did just did One Day at a Time. He used to create uh, executive producer One Day at a Time. And uh, Gary Valentine, who's Kevin James's brother, was from King of Queens, and, and Jim Gaffigan was in the class. And um, Jim and I had an, uh, not an audition, uh, we were in a contest at Eastside Comedy out in Long Island. And uh, I drove, and Gary knew where it was because he lived out there. I didn't live in Long Island at the time. So Jim jumped in my car, and we were going to follow Gary out to Long Island from Manhattan. And it was raining so hard, and Gary didn't care at all. He was driving because he's used to, you know, I, did, I don't like driving in the rain, and, it, and it's, it's coming down really hard, and, I'm, and this is before cell phones. And I'm losing Gary, like he's, I'm losing him. And the whole time, Jim is berating me because I can't keep up with Gary. So he's, I'm being heckled, but only as Jim Gaffigan County. He's like, you're gonna lose him. You, you really should hurry. We don't know where the club is. And I go, Jim, shut the fuck up and let me concentrate. So we got out to the club and we both got passed for the next round. And I had never worked the club, and I always wanted to. And they gave me a weekend. And the weekend, I was I was so happy to finally be in that club. And the weekend I was supposed to be there, uh, they padlocked the door, and I never got to play the club. <laughs> I love it. I can imagine him heckling you. You're gonna, we're gonna lose them, and then when you lost your mind, make it. We're not. You're not. I don't even see Gary at this. He was like, and then once you yelled at him, he went, "He's really mad." <laughs> <laughs> hey Joel, are you there, real quick? Can you pop out real fast? I uh, I wanted to bring this up uh, real fast. Yeah. Can um, you have a bunch of different shows on here? It's not just drinks, jokes, and storytelling. We have a bunch of other shows that are on this uh, channel. Yeah, um, we have we have we have a uh, um, mass hysterical show with Alan Massenberg uh, that's on Wednesday mornings. Um, we have we have EAF with my sister that we uh, focus on a different entrepreneur each and every Monday. This Monday is going to be Gino Vento, our good friend of Gino Steaks. Hey. So yeah, a bunch of different Woo! shows. <laughs> I don't hate it. <laughs> All right. Good and show, you, guys. You just uh, had a uh, a new show join on with uh, Gary Allen, right? I watched oh, the first episode last night. It was yeah. really fun. Yeah, Gary Allen last night. Uh, yeah, his guest was hitting on Joey. It's a great time. So <laughs> so when I decided to come up with a bit called Shameless Promotions, you guys decided that this was your way to really fucking be shameless and show you. Jesus. <laughs> I wanted to argue. Shameless <laughs> self-promotions. Have, have a good show, guys. I love good, Chris Roach. We will now. <laughs> I wanted to bring it up. Our good friend uh, who has another show on here, uh, Gary Allen, is tuned in. Gary and Allen. watching. And uh, he has a good show. He gave us a little plug. I wanted to return the favor. All right. And so uh, fine so I wanted to give us a little Thank shameless Thank you, Gary. Promotion. Thank you for giving us a plug. That was nice. And so Bye. now... We Gary, can get no. to our guest. Yeah, it's and he. I can tell you. You know, they say 
your next act has been on, right? But you can say a lot of things about this guy. He's been on a lot of things. But I can honestly tell you, your next act just got out of the shower. <laughs> He's fresh, <laughs> he is ready to go. But we got a clip first. We got a clip. We're going to play uh, a clip, and then we're going to bring out. He was on. Let me tell you something. If you love almonds and you love milk, <laughs> you'll hate almond milk. <laughs> you know what I did? You know what I did? I dipped a homemade chocolate chip cookie into almond milk. And my grandmother came back from the dead and kicked me in the crotch. <laughs> it's offensive. Folks, wow. let's bring them out. Yeah. The, the always delightful and fresh smelling Chris Roach, everybody. Hi, Chris, Chris Roach. <laughs> he's a thespian. He's a, a humorist. How are you, my friend? Good. I just ran to the kitchen, got another beer, because uh, uh, your producer is very thorough in his email, but he didn't let me know I was going to be watching you guys for 20 minutes. <laughs> you know, everybody says that, Mark. The what? The... That you've chosen to be in a legitimate green room. <laughs> and a special shout out to Joel for washing his sex sheets before he used them as a backdrop. That's really nice. <laughs> Everybody says that too. Now, can I just tell you that uh, this is an exciting day for you because you uh, you now have Chrome. I now have Chrome. I just downloaded Chrome. You updated your life. I don't even know what Chrome was. They like, would you like Chrome or Firefox? I'm like, I never heard either one of them. So I guess. Well, what did Chrome. you use? I, huh? What I'm would a, you? Uh, in Safari. Safari. Oh, Safari. <laughs> Oh. It's 1995 yeah. with Chris. Roach I know. I just, I just got, I have a new email for like the last six months because I, I didn't know that if you had an AOL email address that made you look old. I thought I, yeah. was, I thought I was being responsible by keeping the same email address for 20 yeah. years. People make fun of you. <laughs> Instead people, of haha Chris Roach at AOL, it's haha Chris Roach at Gmail. And, and people are actually going haha Chris Roach <laughs> AOL haha. So what's going on? How are you holding up? Oh, man. I'm, you must be dying with no hockey. No, it's like, yeah, it's like one thing to be quarantined, but there's like no sports. And the uh, hockey is like, yeah. And, and the Rangers had a shot. The Rangers were uh, one of the hottest teams in the, in the league. Yeah. yeah. I do like that you guys waited to episode 94 to pick me, which was the year they won the Stanley Cup. Well, so. we asked you to do episode one. You finally yeah. just showed up. Sorry. You know what? I was, I was always trying to pair up your podcast with doing a set of the comic strip since you guys were there, and it just never yeah. seemed to. I was never running out of excuses. You and Don Jameson with your multitasking you when you, you go have in the pass city. the comic strip before you can get a set there, Chris. <laughs> what happened? You have to pass at the comic strip before you can get a set there. I know. I'm waiting to meet Starla. <laughs> I keep going there. I'm like, is Starla here? They're like, no, she's not here. I'm like, all right. And I, I try another few months later. <laughs> but you, got, you ever have her? I, yeah. Well, I I quit going after Lucian. But, uh, I never got to meet that guy. Uh, uh, <laughs> but so, yeah, so the Rangers were hot. Uh, Brian Thomas says the Flyers would have killed the Rangers, Chris. The Flyers, man, the Flyers been great, especially with uh, Elaine Vigneault. What a great coach, man. I mean, he's got he's got a great record. 
a winning record from the Canucks to the Rangers to the Flyers. Did I tell you, did I tell you guys, like, first of all, as a kid, man, I hated the Flyers, especially the 1980s teams. And then, like, two years ago, I did a comedy show for them. For the <laughs> the comedy show for them. It was the Claude Drew Foundation, and I went down there, and it was in a place that was is you know everything's in that one area, all the yeah. arenas. Yeah, and that's the best part about Philly. No matter how drunk you are, you can get to the game. You go sports. Yeah. Crazy, and and uh, the the place where they were holding the show was kind of like a a sport, giant sports bar, but they said it was the old Spectrum. I remember the Spectrum. The Rangers playing at the Spectrum. Those afternoon games where the sunlight would come down from one of the doors or something like that. It was weird. Yeah. But yeah. it was so weird. Like, I'm doing comedy, and I'm looking down at the Philadelphia Flyers, and, like, I don't see a Dave Brown. I don't see a Rod Brindamore. I see kids. Yeah. Kids that are laughing at me. You know, you know, they were nice enough to laugh at what I was saying, but it's such a young game now. Yeah. Well, every game. We're old, dude. We're old. No, bro. We're very old. You know you're old when you watch a player get drafted and have a full career and retire? <laughs> Yeah, and then no, here's worse when his kid starts playing. When his kid stops playing, <laughs> that's the worst. Yes, I, who was it I was watching? I can't remember. And I'm like, how could this guy still be playing? Yes, how, I'm like, how is it possible? It's his kid. NHL. I'm like, is that so and so? Like, no, that was his father. I'm like, oh, yeah, my God. yeah, yeah. Like Aaron Boone, the manager of the Yankees. Right. His father played and his grandfather played. So some guys out there were going, Oh my God. Like like we haven't I haven't had that happen yet. When right. some grandkid starts playing, like if Ken Griffey Jr.'s kid starts playing, you're like, What the fuck is going on? Man? Like, wow, that's longevity. The guy's been in for wow, thirty yeah. years. Yeah, this guy never quits. Jeez. That's his grandkid. Like Tom Brady. Right? The Rangers <laughs> have some He's uh, in. someone's going, Wow, is that Tom Brady's kid? No, that's Brady. That's great. The Rangers have Claude Lemieux's kid on the team. Claude Lemieux, one of the most hated players, and now he's a his son is like him, an instigator. Yeah, but a good hockey player, man. Well, you have a hockey um podcast, right? I did, but it, you know it, was, it it eh it didn't eh. Yeah, well, I mean, three people watch hockey. <laughs> you get two of them. You got the it was a niche podcast, I guess you would call it. Yeah, <laughs> and you have another podcast, right? I, I started. I, well, I have one podcast. Actually, two now. One's called Long Island Explained. We uh, talk about uh, you know, of course, Long Island topics. Amityville cool. Horror. Tell, huh? tell you, it's a cool idea for a podcast. Go ahead. Yeah, Amityville. We like we Amityville Horror. You know, the whole Joey Butterfuco thing. We've interviewed Long Islanders like uh, Steve Gutenberg. We just did Adam Ferrar <laughs> the other day. You know who we interviewed? Uh, Richie, you're from Long Island. You're man. You may remember. I didn't grow up here, though, but go ahead. You remember Katie Beers? Sure, Katie Beers. Yeah. Katie, Katie Beers was kidnapped from the yeah. guy across the street. He built a dungeon in yeah. his house, and uh, he kept it there for like two months. We found her. She's happily married, living in Pennsylvania. She's like an you activist. You found her in the dungeon? Or huh? You found her in the dungeon? No, we don't find her in the dungeon. Oh, <laughs> I forgot how they found her. I forgot how they found her. The guy built a dungeon. All he left for her was like a spackle bucket for a bathroom yeah. and he left her a uh almost like a, a baby monitor yeah, yeah 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 and that was like that was headline news in the 80s and we yeah. we, we got in touch with her she's really cool and uh you know I, I 
friends. Like my my co-host Steve Belanger is from Fall River, Massachusetts, which is the home of Lizzie Borden. I was about to say Forty Wax. Forty Wax, and uh, he's actually he does all the research. He's the brains, and I'm learning things about Long Island that I never knew. Like uh, the Brookhaven National Laboratory was once a uh, like one of those uh, what they call. You remember those camps they they put all the the Japanese Americans in in World War Two? Oh, uh, concentration. Well, not internment, internment. Yeah. yeah, we had one over here. We had uh, Nazis that tried to invade uh, the South Shore. So many, so many things. Like Hitler, Hitler had relatives that that moved here and changed their name and stuff like that. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, they changed their name to Roach. They changed it to the Roash. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I get. Like if somebody calls me for money, like a bill collector. Hi, can we speak to uh, Mr. Roash? I'm like, no, it's Roach. Thank you. Thanks for trying. <laughs> Now, like, you, are, you are cutting us off here. We're almost 20 minutes in. The name of the show is Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. Oh. So you're supposed to tell us what you're drinking. Mark and I haven't even done that. So you're drinking a, a Corona. Kind of hacky, but okay. It Actually, I ran out of all my Heineken lights, and this is my wife's. Okay. So cor- <laughs> my wife rarely drinks beer, but she'll get a Corona with the lime. and so. Right. But I'm a Heineken light guy. I'm a Heineken light guy. So right. I, I got I got to go out and buy some more with my uh, unemployment check tomorrow. <laughs> Are you? Do you have unemployment? Because I can't yeah. get through. Yeah, I got. I I, I went on right away. Uh, my no, wife. That's bullshit. No one went on sooner than me, and I cannot get unemployment. It's so and weird. I, like my and the, then my wife got like one check, and then she didn't get checks for three weeks, and now she just got another check. It's really strange, and I don't know how they came up with the amount. Yeah, I, dude, I'm very upset because. I really need it, and yeah. I just can't get through. Yes, and they um they they, they had me upload every W every t- excuse, they had me upload every ten ninety nine from December of two thousand eighteen. It, it took like an hour, and for some I don't know how they came up this number, but I, I was expect I was expecting more, but I'm happy I'm getting anything. Well, yet. see for me, I you know I have the Oz thing, so when I'm I'm off in the summer. I get unemployment. I'm eligible for unemployment. Oh, you fall in the summer? And I can't get it now because everybody's get take every everybody's taking it now. So it's pissing me off. Hey, Michael Smith, how are I you? Have, I haven't gotten a dollar. I haven't got my tax return. I haven't got my stimulus. I haven't gotten unemployment. Put in for all of it. No, got none of it. And what are you drinking, Mark? I'm drinking Fifth Note Cellars Merlot. Nice. I'm drinking whiskey. I'm drinking Scotch. I'm, I'm drinking beer. Johnny Black, baby. Johnny Black. Wow, that's, yeah. that's cheers, stuff. fellas. It's good to see cheers, you. Boy. Good to see your faces. And you're supposed to have a joke. We didn't warn you ahead of time. You got a joke for us, Chris Roach? You have a street no. joke? I'm not much of a, a street joke guy. I'm trying to think of something. Um, well, yeah. Do one of my jokes, like you do on stage. I love you. <laughs> You and I do have like four jokes. Yes, I remember you coming. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you two of them. One is you say you juicing, you juice the roast beef, and I say I juice the chicken cutlet parmesan hero. No, you came up to me one time. You like, ah, do you do a bit about uh, dipping the Eucharist into the cinnabon sauce? I was like, oh, here we go. (laughs) 
I was so close to saying when you said we do a couple of jokes that are similar, I go, and it's very, it's, it's no thing. I actually got those jokes out of a joke book, but uh, <laughs> I, work, I, I was working with, uh, Oh, I think it was, uh, this guy, Mike Fanoia, a really good guy. Good guy. He opens yeah. up for uh, uh, the uh, Impractical Joker guys. Yeah. He's on stage and he's doing, a, it was at the Borgata. He's going on before me and he's doing all these bits about ancestry DNA. I'm like, oh my God. And I have a whole chunk on it. But I felt, all of a sudden I felt like that guy and it's going to, I got to walk up to him and go, hey, just so you know, I'm doing the ancestry DNA bit too. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst feeling you're like oh, i finally got a topic that no one else touched <laughs> well i used to have a bit about that was a music bit about my dad would never finish a song he'd just start singing a song and he cut off right at the big note like and did it my and he wouldn't fit and you'd be like and i worked with a comic and the next night the, the day the next day the comic goes in to meet with the sound guy early because he's got a whole bit about how his mom sings songs and, and the sound guy's like, yeah, that's Richie's bit. And the guy's oh, like, no, no, God. it's totally different. It's totally different. And the guy's like, it's my yeah. mom. It's not my dad. It's Completely my different joke. And the sound guy was like, if you get up on stage and do that tonight, you're never working this fucking club again. Because yeah. the guy was like, hey, how you? if you get a steal from me, could you wait till the weekend's over? Right. I mean, there, there is what we call, us comics call parallel thinking, but that's too yeah. specific. No, that's this, too he specific. saw my act and the next day had a great idea. No, mine's completely different because I have a Jersey accent. <laughs> completely yeah. different. Different. Not like, the same. I mean, you know, with different characters. So you don't have a joke joke? I always like... Uh... Come on, you hang out with Monty. <laughs> Any joke jokes I have are from Monty? Yeah, well, that's fine. Or... Joe Star. Joe Star is like I drove him to a gig wow. one time. He just one and the other. Never, I know it's unbelievable. I'm trying to think of one that's like not too dirty. You can go no, dirty. dirty. Yeah. Yeah, we can yeah. be dirty. Uh, if anybody complains, we'll just say Richie told him. <laughs> There's one joke they said uh, there was, and I'm not the best street joke teller, but it was two gay guys. You're not that good. The regular jokes, either. So go ahead. Two gay guys. Two gay guys. And oh boy. The one comes home from work right away, right? The one comes home from home from work and he goes, "Okay, it's your birthday today, so we're gonna play a game." I just told this to Mark the other night. <laughs> Is it? I didn't tell it on the Mark. Did I just tell you this joke? <laughs> I can't believe you. <laughs> It's one of my favorite jokes. Because <laughs> nobody's getting hurt. It's not a fan of he didn't do it on air. He told it in the green I room. told it off there, but go ahead. Tell the joke. So the one guy said, it's your birthday. We're going to play hide and seek. Is this the right one? Yeah. We're going to play hide and seek. Okay. If you find me, I'll blow you. If you can't find me, I'll be behind the couch. <laughs> of mine wrote on the live comments the other night is that richie behind the couch and joe goes what's that mean what's that mean? <laughs> i love that joke it's a great joke 
I mean, would it be funny if it was just a guy coming home and the wife said, "If you find me, you know, it's, it's for some reason it's funnier with two men." I don't, I know, know. I don't know why, but it is. You're right. It's not because a, a wife would never allow there to be games. Yeah, maybe that's <laughs> the premise would be blown when it was my wife said, "You want to play a game?" And go that never happened. Joe told me one joke. Joe told me one joke that made me drive off the road. Start. Um, start. And it's not even like it's. I don't like to do it justice. He said, "Did you ever have sex with a girl rodeo style?" And I said, "No." He goes, "It's." What you do is when you're having sex, when you're having sex with her from behind, you whisper into her ear something like, I, I just hang, I just had sex with your sister, and you hold on for seven seconds. Right. <laughs> or you whisper in her ear, you are the ugliest C word I've ever seen. And then you hold on for seven seconds. Deanna wants to know if you got any jokes about the lady who needs to wash her clothes at your house because the machine broke. What happened? Remember? Hey, Deanna. Got any jokes about the lady who needs clothes from you? Yeah. Oh, my God. Who is that woman? There is a woman. Every post I put on, on Facebook, she comments. Hey, if you have any clothes, drop them up. Like it's it's one. It's, it's not a sexual thing, and you don't know what it means. I don't know. And then she's like, "Hey, if you can drop off any food, to uh, I could really use food." I'm like, "Who are you?" <laughs> and you know, and I look at I look at her profile, and her pitch is like this. It's like she's like, <laughs> she's her looking, eyeball. I'm she's like, looking in your work? window. Is somebody harassing me? Is I think you're getting harassed. No, I think someone's hot for you. She's like, can meet me at the 7-Eleven at 110, and please, if you have any extra clothes, I'm like, ah. Oh, <laughs> wrote, she spells socks, S-O-X. You're going to fit into my clothes? <laughs> we needed a new uh, We need new curtain. If you could drop your sweatpants off. <laughs> so I'm actually trying to keep this interview on track. And you're doing an amazing job of just completely derailing it. I'm very oh, yeah, I didn't take my Adderall today. Very proud of you. Now, you, not only are you an amazing comedian, for not, but you're also a damn good actor, my friend. Yes. You've done a lot. Chris Roach has an amazing body of work. And an amazing body. Yes, I do. And yeah. he, Mark he will. on the beach. He will hold it against you. Mark has seen me on the beaches of North Carolina. That's right. I was telling them off stage. I go, I was down there working, and Roach was just there, but then his family was vacationing. Well, you and Ed came out. We had a great time on the beach. I've never felt so comfortable with a family. I know. I walked in. I'm just like, hey, what's up? Like He's, in, he's under one of the cabanas, hanging out, getting drunk. <laughs> I'm not even comfortable with my family. Oh, I love drinking at the beach. I was... uh. One time I was there with Monty when I was working for Ed down at the Outer Banks. And I guess we were drinking. And you know when you we're, we're in the water with our beers? And I'm more concerned about getting wiped out by a wave, but I'm not really concerned because I'm drinking about the sun beating on my back for two hours. And I had, like, the worst sunburn. You know, sunburn. And the worst is when sunburn, it, like, starts healing. And it feels like somebody takes, like, little needles and starts going. <laughs> I was freaking out. I was rubbing vinegar on it. Oh. Anything the internet said to do, rub vinegar. If they said rub dog shit on it, I would rub dog shit on my sunburn. Um, <laughs> I wish that story had a better ending, but. <laughs> Dude. Well, I was about to say, you've worked on many shows. You were on the Michael J. Fox show. 
Yes. And I got to meet him at a Ranger game, and I said, hey, man. Oh, that's right. He's yeah. I said to him, I said, I, I was on your show. I had a small part. I really enjoyed it. He's like, oh, thank you very much. And uh, I didn't get to meet him that day. It was just a, a scene, uh, which was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. You know, it's oh, we, uh, we have it. We have a clip. Oh, cranberry sauce. You can buy cranberry sauce on Thanksgiving. You don't even have one can. Chuck, do we have any cranberry sauce? You can't buy cranberry sauce on Thanksgiving. That's what I said. If you're not going to bother selling Thanksgiving stuff on Thanksgiving, why are you even open? So people want to get a jump on their Christmas shopping. You can tell them we got plenty of candy canes. I was about to. Look, if you're on break, then take your break, Chuck. We have candy canes. Let's find a better store. A lot of judgment coming from the guy who waited until the last minute to buy cranberry sauce. That, that guy was great. And you know what? He's a great actor, man. He's been in everything. And I know he looked familiar, but and I when I saw his name, I'm like, I don't want to look up his resume. I'll get intimidated. But he was yeah. one show I haven't watched where he's from is The Wire that everybody's yeah, seen. Yeah. So then you guys yeah, see The Wire? Yeah. Uh, he was on uh, NYPD Blue. He was the candy man on NYPD Blue. He was so good. It's supposed to be great. And I just saw him uh, in. I was from too on. Uh, Clemency? Blue Bloods? Well, no, he's in a movie called Clemency, which looks really wow. good on Netflix. I haven't watched it yet. What was the show? I think it was Blue Bloods. He did a whole season. I forget. It he was, was on Treme, too. He was really he's good. great actor. been in everything. Solid. We, wish we knew his name, but we don't. Oh, that's <laughs> I don't know great. anybody. Richie, right? no, you're going to pretend you know his name. You don't even know Ken Burns, right. your brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I heard you about Ken Burns. When I was messing around with like... Uh, you met my brother, Ken Burns. Oh, your brother? Yeah, your brother's taller than me. No, that's my brother, John. John's John tall. Burns. Kenny's tall, too, but John's like 6'8". Yeah. Ken Burns, the only time I've heard Ken Burns is when I'm doing messing around with a movie and ask me if I want to use the Ken Burns effect. Is that it? It's yeah, like, there's a well, documentary. Like, documentary. Documentary filmmaker, and he changed the way documentaries were shot. So baseball, they called it the Ken Burns show. Thank you, Ken yeah. Burns. But yeah, you met my you met my brother because you opened for me. You was nice enough to open for me at St. George Theater a year ago. Yeah, that was fun. May th May third on Joel's birthday. That was fun. We have yeah. some photos yeah. from that. Look at uh, was that from uh, the theater? Or was that prom nineteen eighty two? First gay couple. Look at, uh, then we had a third wheel. Uh, there's the third wheel cock there blocking you. If you can't find Richie, he's behind the pool table. Richie, that photo made me uncomfortable for a minute. We looked very relaxed in each other's arms. We did. We, we looked like we belonged. <laughs> we really I was meant for you. Look at the lady in the back's looking at you, too. I, like, uh, take we, it somewhere else. We look like the perfect couple right there. Are you, are you kidding me? <laughs> That's hysterical. I didn't Dude. know. I never and saw who that. said gay men are handsome? Why? <laughs> very comfortable. <laughs> we drinking for hours there, too. Oh, you think? Get over here. Um, I love you, man. You were in that. You, you. We have a scene. You were in. Uh, um, I forgot the name of the move, the show. Um, Wait, thanks, Mike. Thanks, guy. Instinct. Oh, you were yeah. really good. Yeah. So you told Sergeant Harris that you murdered Thomas O'Hare. The milk, oh, no. honey, the oh, those smells. His screams, they won't go away. Where did you do it? I, I, I can't live with it anymore. It went too far. It was wrong. What did you take, Lon? 
we're here. Excessive thirst, pink skin, and the smell of bitter almonds. This man ingested cyanide. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta tell you. Alan Cummings. I ingested cyanide after I saw that performance. <laughs> Alan Cummings was going, oh, my God, I have to touch him after he did the performance like that? You know what's funny is that, you know, when you do a, a show, you give him, like, 20 takes, and when I saw the, the, the death scene, I'm like, that's the one they chose, where I'm like... <laughs> oh, my, eyes, my eyes roll up. I'm like... <laughs> I, saw Alan, I saw Alan Cumming on Broadway... In uh, the Scottish play, and he um, he played every role. It was a one man show of Macbeth. Wow. It was unbelievable. I got sick. Believe it or not, I got sick during that scene. I guess because it was such a low budget, they didn't have a stunt man, and they had a pad on the floor about that thick. They had me fall off because single camera. They had me fall off that chair. I'm not kidding. Like twenty times. Really. And when I got up after the fifteenth time, I was like. Everything was moving. I, I, I got a little vertigo from hitting, oh, from no. just like the impact of hitting the floor so many times. And I walked up and I was like, I had to have like an EMA uh, T guy take my pulse. And it was weird. You're so <laughs> devoted to your craft. I was, uh, I did a thing for uh, GE where I was in um, San Francisco and we were doing interviews with these scientists. And they GE put us up in these fancy places when we'd go. We show up, we go to get our room key, they give us champagne, and they were like, this seems like a really fancy place. And then we looked over, Alan Cummings was the entertainer in the lobby, in the lounge, doing his one-man show. And I was like, yeah, I think this is pretty high-end. I think this wow. is pretty fancy. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Mom, I, I, they, they, they cut the scene in the middle, and I walked up to Alan, I was like, I'm, I'm so sorry. He's like, no, it's okay, it's okay. He had a... Uh, he had a uh, both him and the actress. They had uh, what are those those therapy dogs? Like, oh, really? They had each of them had their own little dog. The dog walked. The both of the dogs walked in, laid on the floor, and didn't make a peep. I kept falling, and the dog. I, I'm as I hit the floor, I look, and the dogs looking at me like, "What's going on?" Just laying there. Yeah, Mark and I have therapy drinks. Yeah, <laughs> there's a. I have my therapy bottle next to me. Um, but, but dude, that you've had some impress. You've done a lot of impressive work. Oh, you have done a lot of work, yeah, man. You're very, you're very shy about it. You don't really talk about it. You're a humble man. Humble or, or terrified and superstitious. Well, you were saying you didn't want to look up that other actor because you were afraid you'd be um, intimidated. Yeah, even you. when I, even when I, when I started working with Kevin, I would never like I'll be channel surfing and I'll see a. Uh, one of his movies, I'm like, I, I can't look at it because I'm trying to get him to know him as a person. And uh, here's another name drop. I did an independent film with uh, Al Pacino. And no, you didn't think that wasn't where I was going? Okay. Well, Let's roll the clip. Now, <laughs> impose on your, your work. I mean, but the, that's not. Could you hear me? Mm -hmm. Could you help me hear me? That so? won't be necessary. Okay. For you. Sexually involved with Sybil? No, please, no, no, no. I mean, this is this is a young woman in her early thirties at best. No, I, I just she was a misguided fan. That's what she was. Tell. Wow. Now, three lines chopped down to one. 
How that was your only line? That's it started as three lines. Now you want to talk about being humble. When I first got that part, I went around telling like all my comic friends that I got it, and I was like so happy. They canceled the part, and I was devastated, and I felt like an ass. And then, like two weeks later, uh, the casting director calls me back. She goes, "They have another part." Uh, it's for the role of a detective. You want to come in? I'm like, yeah. And I came in red fur and they gave me the part. But it was because of that that when I got, when Kevin approached me and, and Rock about being on the show, I didn't tell anybody because I was so superstitious and paranoid that I was going to ruin it. Yeah. And there was a few, there's a few like close friends of mine that got mad. Like, how could you not tell me? I'm like, I didn't even tell my father. I was waiting for it to be finalized, you know? But yeah, yeah that was uh, working with Al Pacino. I bought this uh, coat. That coat I'm wearing there, that trench coat, I bought it from like the men's warehouse just for the scene. And I'm like, I'm going to return it. It's like 80 bucks. When, when am I, I going to wear it again? It's still in my closet. And <laughs> it's your Al Pacino jacket. Yeah. After the director said cut, you know, once they say cut, it's madness because people are walking everywhere and moving lights. And all of a sudden I was looking this way and I felt, and I looked down and Al Pacino's like, you, you gave me a lot of good stuff to work with. I was like, <laughs> I'll never re return this coat ever. Wow. He touched my coat. That's your fucking Al Pacino coat, baby. You know what? Uh, Je Jeffrey Paul. Do you know Jeffrey? I know the name. Yeah, yeah. Why do I know the name? He's a Staten Island guy. He he's a, he was in the Irishman. Oh, okay. I'm, What's he? I don't, I don't think he understood. He was like one of the Pacino's henchmen. I don't know. I never saw the movie. So, But I don't think he understood the people he was working with. Cause like, we were, I'm like yeah, I, I think he was ignorant. I'm like, so what was that like? He goes, oh yeah, I went in, I did the scenes. I'm like, no, but what was it like? You And I go, did you, and then I go, did you meet them? And he goes, yeah. I, he told a story where he was walking behind Pacino, Pacino tripped and, and, and Jeffrey grabbed him and, or he would have fallen. And Pacino just goes, my hero. <laughs> <laughs> My hero. And I'm like, that's a cool story. He's like, man. Eh. I'm like, oh, all right, good for you, man. I would have been freaking out. He's a really he was a really good guy. He was funny. And uh there was a it was we filmed it in Barry Levinson's house in, in Connecticut. Was One it Barry Levinson film? Or yeah, he was okay. the well, he was the director and an independent oh. film. And uh it was just insane being in Barry Levinson's house and uh there was one time we're filming and we we cut, I guess they had to change the film or whatever they had to do. And I'm looking around the room and there's Al standing in front of me. He's looking around the room and I looked at him and a voice in my head said, holy shit, that's Al Pacino. <laughs> <laughs> and then my anxiety started kicking. I'm like, okay, you belong here. Then no, you belong here. You belong here. You worked hard. Calm down. You're a professional. But yeah, you could freak out easily. Like, I never want to know the actor's resume until it's done, and then I'll look up like, "Holy crap!" <laughs> you did all all of these were before Kevin can wait. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember you telling me, <clears throat> uh, maybe you don't want to talk about this, but I remember you telling me that there were people Kevin really wanted you for Kevin can wait. Yeah, but other people wanted uh, someone with more experience, right? Yeah, and the network did, and Kevin said, "No, this is the guy." And I, I found that out later on. I was so like, "Holy crap!" I mean, it's it's interesting that because you you've had a lot of experience. I mean, you've well, done a lot of 
I mean, maybe small roles, but you've done, you did a lot before then. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, it's interesting um, as comics, I don't know about you guys, but I, w- I was always like, I always had the mindset, like I got to get into the Montreal comedy festival. I got to get into the comedy cellar. I got to get into the Montreal comedy festival. And I would always get turned down. So here I am like trying to get into these two things. And all of a sudden, 10 minutes from my house, from Ron Conkerman, McGuire's Comedy Club, he walked in on a Wednesday night and saw me, and I didn't find out until, you know, I went to the city, I auditioned for the part, I didn't find out until later on that when he walked into, I was opening for, uh, it was a Wednesday night, Colin Quinn was trying out a new show. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, oh, it, it ended up on Broadway, yeah. Yeah, like four years ago, he was working out, he was, yeah. he was still working it out. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. Kevin walked in, I didn't meet him that night, but I found out later on that, somebody whispered to him like that's the guy that's the guy like they were looking for that that type and uh somebody told me that yeah you, he casted you right then and there for that 10 minutes i did in bohemia <laughs> so I'm, like here we are we're trying to we're always trying to like get into these festivals or these clubs and, and i got discovered 10 minutes from my house in bohemia yeah wow. yeah crazy you know, i i knew that story you know uh, a few months ago back in maybe December, November, I stopped by Governor's on a Sunday. No, on a Thursday. And, it, you know, and they have the the charity shows. And, you know, and if you get there, Jimmy will put you up and all. And I said, let me go yeah. to, to Governor's and do it, see if I can get a spot. So I go to Governor's, and Jimmy goes, go in the green room. And I go in the green room, and who's in the green room? Joey Cole. Right. I go, hey. And then um, I turn around. And it's like all these right Pete uh, Coriel, uh the other guy who uh, can't Loftus. Michael Loftus. Love, yeah. And, yeah. And I'm like, what are you guys all doing here? And they're like, yeah, we we're all working on Kevin's new show, and we're all doing a, a spot tonight. I go, oh, whatever. So then Rock walked in. Hey, Rock, how are you? Blah blah blah. So I hadn't seen Rock in. So actually, I saw my Kevin can wait, but before that, yeah. I hadn't seen him in 20 years. So Jimmy goes puts me up so i go up and when i fit and i and i'm i go up and the first joke doesn't really hit right and, it, and it's you know it's this thursday night i don't know if i care Oops, i look up and in the back of the room is rock rubin <laughs> and i've known rock but like and now i go oh i can't box oh, shit i gotta bring it i know a really big mistake so i like bang go into it you know what i mean like bang yeah, and I I did good. I did really good, and I come off, and Cole is in the back with Jimmy Dolce at once in in, on, in the audience, and I walk over to them, and Joey goes, "I'm glad you did well, man. I didn't want to tell you this, but look, look behind Rock, and Kevin is sitting right behind Rock. Yeah, yep. So I'm like, thank God I saw Rock because I was about to just phone it in. Yeah, you know, they're always you know? like, Kevin's always looking, man. He's always looking. Yeah. It comes to the clubs. He loves Long Island comedy. He's always back there looking. Yeah, well, I never got a call like you, so. <laughs> so you did you? So you go into you go into Gov, uh, McGuire's. Yeah. You don't even know. You don't even. You, it's not a big deal. I didn't even know Kevin. Some people think that we knew. I I didn't know him until like two months later when I saw him at the governor. Maybe like a minute, ain't two months. Maybe a few weeks later, I saw him at the governor's green room, and we had a friend in common that passed away. Believe it or not that he named uh, 
the first season of Kevin Quaid, there was a guy, Lenny Venito, who played a guy named Duffy. Yeah. And Duffy was Lenny Venito's a great actor. He was great. He was, yeah. And a nice guy. Really nice yeah. guy. Yeah. And 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 Duffy was named after Tim Duffy, who was a, a guy that my brother was friends with that Kevin knew from when he was I got I think Kevin knew him from when he was bouncing out in Port Jefferson. And coincidentally too, I bounced at the same bars as Kevin did and I never knew him until uh, I'm governor's the green room. Um, but yeah, like you're saying, like you see these actors on TV and, and then you get to see them in, in, in person. It's like, you're trying to forget who they are. It took me a while. Did he base your character on, wasn't your character based on that friend or, or was Lenny's character based? Lenny's on character him? was. They, Lenny's character when I saw Kevin, uh, like a couple weeks before we started filming, I saw him at the brokerage with rock. And he says, oh, we're thinking about naming the character Roach. I'm like, go ahead. I don't care. You know, before they came up with Mott. I was thinking about naming the character Roach. I'm like, go ahead. And uh, he looked at me and he goes, keep the beard. I'm like, all right. Because I had the, you know. You were, you were, you were totally clueless. Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. I, I had no idea. I, I had no idea what I was getting into. Just but even like season two, like we were rehearsing in the uh, – in this, in the uh, what do you call it? monkey fist, the monkey fist security office, and I'm sitting at a table, rehearsing at this re small round table, and Kevin's on my left and Leah's on my right, and there were those moments like that where I'd be like, "Holy shit!" You know, these moments where it, it didn't escape me what was happening. Right. right, right. I was nervous, and I remember Leah taking her phone and she leaned over and she was like, "Could you help me get past this level of Candy Crush?" I was like, "Oh, yeah, okay." And that's just like 200 pounds fell off my back because I was so yeah. nervous. I, mean, I haven't I hadn't talked to her since, you know. you know. You know what? I'll tell you a funny. I should actually put this in dropping names. Uh, she was on the Dr. Oz show. And um, she is, she's something. She really is something. And so we're shooting the show. She's not out yet. So her segment's later, right? So there's these sliding doors that lead off the set. And, and then there's like all wardrobe and, 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 you know, everybody's out there who isn't needed on the set. And every once in a while, people get a little loud. And it's not really my job, but I'll like open the doors and go, shh, you know, and just shush everybody. So <laughs> this one day I wasn't in a great mood. I, I open the doors and I go, shh. And then I go, it's just a freaking TV show going on here, people. And there's a girl sitting in a chair, like right below me, and she just goes, ah! and it's Leah. Ruby. <laughs> she just fell in love with me. The whole show, she's like calling me over, but and I was, yeah. and then every time she came on the show, she's like, everybody better be quiet. Everybody better. Be, so it was just funny. I really made. Oh it yeah, she, she's definitely uh, she, uh, off camera. She's just as funny. She's hysterical. Yeah, she's really, yeah, she's really funny. She was like, I mean, it was like uh, during the week of Christmas, like right before we broke for Christmas, she bought like all the cast gifts. And I, I go into my dressing room and there's a box, Chris from Leah. I'm like, holy crap. I think I still have the card. And it was a just like a regular black light jacket. And I put it on and I put it on the sleeves and it's like, right? It's obviously not my size. <laughs> so 
I'm just so flattered that I got a gift from Leah Remy. It's in my closet right over here. That everything's in your closet. Later, yeah, later on, including Richie Byrne. Why down in there? <laughs> uh, <laughs> she, I saw her like between takes, and I walked up to him like Leah. That was so nice. Thank you so much. She goes, "Oh my God, my my assistant and I, we were looking on Instagram trying to find out, figure out what kind of guy you are and what you would like." I'm like, "No, it was so nice of you. I love it." She goes, "Does it fit?" I'm like. Yes, it fits. Well, I was so blown away that she bought me something in that. Right. Yes, it fits. Yes. Well, the truth is out now because Leah's backstage. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> she was when she used to do those Quaker steak and lube, uh, the the Quaker steak uh, oil commercials. It was like her and Dennis Leary were the two spokesmen. Do you remember that? Wow. It was before she was famous. I had such a crush on her. I was like oh, in junior wow. high school. I was she's like beautiful. Even uh, in, in person, she's so beautiful. Oh my yeah. god! And she's she went up against the the uh, Tom Cruise the um, Scientology. Uh, it's like yeah, the Scientology. Like she. We should have told. We should have told Richie it was the Ken Burns gang. Yeah, I can't. She was on the <laughs> show because she she had her own show. Where she was debunking Scientology. Yep. And yep. and I, I remember I said I go you're a tough, you're a tough That's cook. A broad, man. Man. You're a tough, she's a tough woman. <laughs> well, well, hey, we're talking about Kevin can can wait. Let's yeah. uh, let's play the clip. You really think Stacy gotta fix this? No. That's why I also got him Despicable Me on Blu-ray. <laughs> Those minions, man, they just don't listen. <laughs> Bad news on the DVR. What's up? You don't want to know. Would you hit me? Say yes to the dress. 14 episodes, some of them repeats. My doctor took x-rays and said that the jelly that goes between my top two vertebrae is gone. It's not the jelly that's gone, guy. It's weakness. No, he showed it to me. It's jelly. Fine, but I'm taking my chore result. If any of you guys want to join us, you're more than welcome. I would, but every time I turn my head to the left, I smell toast. <laughs> That was great. Oh man, what a incredible dream come true! With that was just unbelievable. You know, like we ate so much. My father used to say to me, "How come you're always eating on that show?" Always, always eating on that show. And Kevin, one thing Kevin wanted, he didn't want the show to look what he called sitcommy. So the pizza they had uh, warmers on the side. That the food that we got was hot. So I would go into when I knew I had a scene, like the uh, the props girl go. Um, for uh, tomorrow's scene, what do you want to eat? Uh, I'm like, can I get a meatball hero? No palm. And she's like, yeah. And I would go into the, each scene hungry. And like, if I took two bites off the meatball hero, she came back with a brand new one for continuity. It was great. The pizza, <laughs> the pizza was from La Scala and Comac, I think. It was, oh. That was my, that's my favorite thing is when you hear like a Hollywood actor talking about like doing eating scenes. They're like, oh, you'll never want to eat that again. No. You're spitting into a bucket. You're right. Yeah. No, you yeah. talk to a New York actor, they're like, oh, so much food. It was yeah. So great. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> was, and, you know, they call that what the Hollywood bite, whatever. When you, when actors talk and eat, they only take small bites. Yeah. And I was. I, That's I was, not interesting on film. You want? Yeah. I, was, I was at the show, and I wish we had the clip where you. Were, it was so funny where you were eating spaghetti or something. Oh, it's uh, pho, uh, pho, pho, right? And Kevin didn't. You 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 loved it, and, and he didn't want you to like it, or and and it. You 
you were eating and you looked up at him and it was yeah. hanging. I had there. like, I came up with like after the fourth take, I'm like, I'm going to try something. I was at that. I, yeah. And I came up with a mouthful of noodles and I looked at him and. <laughs> and then he just sucked it in. <laughs> yeah. And I remember coming up to you after the show, I go, was that ad-libbed? And you're like, yeah. I'm like, that was fucking brilliant, man. It was, oh. How Kevin didn't crack was beyond me. There was sometimes, I loved it when he cracked. It was the best because sometimes he would crack. <laughs> you know, one scene that made him crack a lot was uh, with Joe Starr. Joe was playing Enzo. Yeah. And he would go, Enzo, how old are you? And he goes, I'm 37. And, and Kevin was like, really? And just the face that Joe made at him, it was like, after like 10 takes, uh, he couldn't look at Joe anymore. He goes, Joe, do me a favor, just. Because the looks that you know, Joe, Joe, Joe so much. Joe, yeah, Joe's great. Oh, he's so good. I'm 37. Yeah. Oh, so what you got going on now? You 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 uh, you got anything going on? Not uh, during this pandemic? Are you? <laughs> he reaches for the bottle. <laughs> are you doing any uh, of your own uh, shows or anything? Podcasts? Anything? Nothing. No. Well, you always got things going on. Let me tell Mark. Let me tell you a story about this man. It was July third, about three years ago, maybe four. He just got going, back from Nam. I was going to buy a car. I was going to buy a new car, and I get a phone call. <laughs> Chris Roach, July third. Hey, what's up, man? You sing, right? What? You can sing, right? Can you? You sing, right? Yeah, I can sing. Can you be at Governor's in an hour? <laughs> I'm making a video, and I need someone who can sing. Can, can you be? I go, dude, I'm on my way out to buy a car. Oh, I'm like, thanks for the heads up. Like, it was wow. an hour before shoot. You were like, come out. And, and it was Ron Concomo. Ron Concomo, yes. I wanted you to sing backup or something. Yes. You yes. To, but you were like, so, like, all you had to do was call me two hours before I would have changed my plans. But you like waited an hour. Like I felt so like it was almost like like I feel like you called 48 other people first and went, you sing, right? You sing. <laughs> and they were all like, no. And you're like, oh, don't make me call Richie Byrne. All right. God. I'm up to beat. But it's ah, okay. a very funny video. And guess what? We got a little outtake from it. Aruba, Jamaica, ooh, I wanna take ya Bermuda, Bahama, come on pretty mama Key Largo, Montego Ah, forget that, you know where I really wanna go? Where? Off the Long Island Sound There's a place called on Kokomo That's where you wanna go To get away from it all a once polluted way An urban myth to make your bones shake If you wanna find me I'll be riding the Long Island Railroad Down to Rocco Penn Station, Jamaica Ooh, I wanna take you Mediola, then Hicksville Come on, baby, sit still Farmingdale, then Deer Park Slow. That's where we wanna go. Don't do not go, go. I thunk, 
I think I had too much to drink. Watching all these videos makes me realize I got to start coloring my beard again. You had a serious beard there, buddy. Yeah, well, you know, I have a goatee going now. Uh, I, you know, I got rid of the beard. I was, I was in uh, the comic strip, New York City, and this drunk woman sees me after the show, and she's like, "I love your chemistry with that character." I'm like, and I'm trying to figure out what she's talking about. That show, Parks and Recreations, you and that girl, you're my favorite. I'm like, that's Nick Offerman. <laughs> that's Nick Offerman. <laughs> I said, And it's not the first time people came up to me and go, oh, are you Nick, Nick Offerman? I'm like, no, I'm not Nick Offerman. Why? Because I got bug eyes and a well, beard. Well, you got like a D'Onofrio thing going on now. Yeah. yeah you I look like to... Vincent D'Onofrio. I'm waiting for you to solve the crime. You have to look in the corners of the screen. I'm already in a world of shit. I did that show. And when he went to deliver the line to me, it was amazing. They'd go, and we're rolling. And he would go and go in a kit. Like he had that weird way of talking. What show? Uh, uh, Criminal Intent. Here oh. is if he was doing the podcast, it'd be like this yeah, the whole show. You know, like, but he's not. Like it's weird because he's, I don't know where he came up with that. But, like, he's just talking to me normal like this. And all of a sudden, they go into the scene. He's like, that's a thing. And I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? Like, it freaked me wow. out. I took another guy with a uh, fat face and bug eyes, all right? Wow. Well, that's when I had the full beard in. I got everybody would. Uh, is that Galifianakis? You have <laughs> a, yes, you, you, you have a, a plethora of looks. Yeah. <laughs> you never know what Mark Riccadonna you're going to get from one day. Yeah, he has a lot of good looks with that beard. There's always different hairs going on. on top. <laughs> Mark, Mark's like that, that thing, you know, remember that face with the magnet and you could pull the beard piece <laughs> onto his beard? That's Mark Riccadonna. Roach, do you remember? I, I still. <laughs> I still think about this all the time. When I was trying to learn how to shoot and edit, you came into the city a few times and shot those drunken idiot shows with us. Yeah, with uh, Clint. Remember? Yeah, Clint? yeah. So I have my tallest friend. I know. How tall are you, Roach? Six six. And I have my shortest friend. I know who's like three five. Oh, great guy! And the two of you are doing a scene together at a bar. Yeah, and and he has the deeper voice, this yeah. raspy Long Island accent. Clint has the bigger man. dick. Which, <laughs> I believe I went there, Roach. <laughs> he and you played like a serial killer guy <laughs> who loved bar, him. and he came out to me, and he, I'm like, he's like, "Thanks, big guy," and he like high fives me. <laughs> Can I tell you something? I, what I remember about that shoot, and I felt like such an ass. I know that Clint's from Long Island. I'm from Long Island. I said, "Hey, man, I, I drove here. If you wanna, uh, I'll give you a ride home." He's like, "Nah, I drove," and I was like. You <laughs> You. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I I I think I was like a, I was at a loss of words. I'm like, how the how the fuck is this guy driving a car? <laughs> when we were doing all that stuff, we were shooting a lot of stuff for a while, just trying to learn. And uh, yeah, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't afford film school, so I just fucking did it on my own. Oh, and, you and uh, Vinny, Vinny, Nardiello. Nardiello. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we had a good time, man. But then we would come out to Long Island, do shows with you, and I remember Clint just always wanted to know when you were going to be on. He Clint, always wanted to come see love, you, man. I always love Clint when he, he's drinking a bottle of Bud and it's like the size of his torso. <laughs> <laughs> he, 
He's about to become a daddy. Is he really? I'm a papa bear, yeah, man. I know he had a, he built a new house. I also know he's a big Islander fan. Yeah, uh, good dude. What a good dude. Uh, I can't thank you enough. You would come all the way in from Long Island to come shoot, sh- you know, stuff that we knew wasn't yeah. going to go anywhere. Right, but he wouldn't do our podcast. No. <laughs> well, this was before he had any kind of heat. I was, I was <laughs> again. I was just trying to uh, do your podcast when I had a set, trying to like kill two birds, or you know. Well. Right. He's now, him and Don Jameson. Are the, uh, it was yeah, but it was funny that suddenly he wouldn't do the podcast till it fit his schedule. <laughs> There's a pandemic. We're doing it like this. We're getting all big names. Suddenly, other live comments. Chris Roach. Hey, you guys, I'm available. Hey, <laughs> right here. I'm listening to every podcast. What the fuck? I'm a big fan. Why are these guys just uh, humming over me? (laughs) I have to admit, and Don's one of my best friends, but at least you would uh, be honest about Don would always go, yeah, talk to Richie and see if you can get me on the show. I'll come in. (laughs) Let me me just talk to Richie Tink and I'll make it happen. I can can get people spots like that. Yeah, Rose would at least go, I'm not coming in unless I have a spot. <laughs> oh. you know, from Ron Cockham, it's like an hour and a half drive, and I'm like, let me try to at least get a spot out of the thing. Well, we we even got Joey Cola to come in, and he had, you know, he had to do Rachel like three days later, so it was hard to believe he actually. You ever talk to Joe? Hey, I want you to do the show. I got Rachel. When in June? All right, Joe. Thanks. All right. <laughs> Lucky I have to sleep for like three days before he does a warm up gig. <laughs> no, I, he gets up like early. So, ah. You I too. Know. I don't know. I'm, who am I talking to? <laughs> right. Yeah. What time do you get up for the, to do Oz? Four thirty. Your alarm goes on four thirty. Yes. Oh, I think yeah. I might. Go, I, I go, lately I've been going to bed at four thirty. Well, this that's the hard part, bro. Is that just because you know? Especially we have a four month hiatus where you go right back into comedy time. You know. Right. You you before I know it, I'm not going to bed till four in the morning, and then you know. All of a sudden, that's all got to change. That's yeah. So the first day back must be tough. It's it's brutal. And the worst is when you're trying. You know, you have to get to sleep, but you can't get to sleep. Oh, it's the worst. Oh, forget it. When I was younger, I used to be able to take it. No matter what, it's the weirdest thing. I could take a sleeping pill, change my clock, like that. Like, oh, you gotta start getting up at five a.m. for shit. Like, okay, I'll just at seven o'clock at night. I take a sleeping pill the night before. And all of a sudden, I wake up at five, well rested. And then all of a sudden, my clocks change. I'm good for that schedule. Really? Like, okay, now I'll just stay up longer one night and fight it, and I'll go back to the comedy schedule. Now, forget it. I can't. I can only do what my body tells me to do that day, and it never agrees with what I need to do. I don't. Uh, I've I've gotten to the point now where I, I I don't kid myself anymore. Like if I have a flight or something like that, I won't try to make myself go to sleep. I'm like. It's gonna happen, or it's not gonna happen. You know, there were times where, uh, like, we had like say a seven a.m. call time on Kevin's show, and I'm like, I can't get to bed till like four, and I gotta wake up at five. And, uh, but in between, there's a lot of downtime. So in between takes, I would tell yeah. like someone, "Listen, you're gonna hear a lot of noises coming through my dressing room. Yeah. Just uh, you know, I'm not having sex with a bear. It's how I sleep. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm allowed to snore <laughs> too. I was actually, I, I was really looking into because. Uh, one of the producers, his office was on the side of my, on the other side of my dressing room, and I would say to him, "Listen, I, I just have to apologize in advance. I'm a loud snorer, and I'll be sleeping in between takes, or I sleep at lunch, 
I was looking at the soundproofing. I was going to soundproof the office just to spare people my whatever. And I can't wear a mask because then I'll, uh, the sleep mis- apnea machine, I'll have like strap marks on my face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rob, baby. You've been a great guest. You're Thank awesome. You. I, 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 we really want to have you back in the next pandemic. Yeah. I'm going to. So I'm going to right now ask you back so we can maybe get you on by the 200th episode. I don't know why you guys didn't ask me sooner. <laughs> I think you got asked in week two. <laughs> <laughs> we had some spent. We had Greg Vaccarello watching tonight. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. back in the house. Oh, good man. Back, back, back. back. We had Barbara Trump. Got some good people watching. I love Barbara. We love yeah. you guys. Thanks for watching. Roach, stay on when we go off. This is Chris Roach. That's Richie Byrne. I'm Mark Rigadonna. And that was Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. Last call. Thanks for listening to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling.